Welcome to the Startup Grind podcast. Startup Grind is the world's largest independent startup community, inspiring, educating, and connecting millions of entrepreneurs across the globe in partnership with Google for Startups. These are the stories of disruptors, innovators, and game changers from the fastest high-growth companies and venture capital firms in existence. Join us as we unpack their strategies, learn from their mistakes, and grow together. There's no time to wait, so let's begin. Hey all, Chris joining you, buddy from Melbourne. Back at it again today. We've got the throwback to the Startup Ryan Global Conference. Um, and I might add that the 2020 edition, um, our 10-year anniversary, uh, is on sale now. Um, if you need an excuse to go to San Francisco, or rather um, Redwood City, it's about an hour out um, on the old Caltrain. Well, for this, that's for the locals that don't own Tesla. And... Um, you will meet a lot of people. You will have a lot of fun. People from all around the world. All our directors come in. We have something like 10,000 people there. We had 10 stages last year. It's going nuts. But for the most part, we're all well behaved. Um, except for the uh, few of those stereotypical countries, including Australia and the Irish. <laughs> Just stop it, guys. Just quit it. All right. Um, but today's all about Brian Schreier. Uh, partner at Sequoia Capital, also a director at Dropbox, Thumbtack, Qualtrics, amongst others, interviewing the CEO and co-founder of Front, um, Mateel Colin. Um, Front being a shared inbox application with 4,000 plus um, companies on board and uh, raised a whopping $79 million last round. Um, and they're talking about the merits of discipline which is an important topic to us entrepreneurs that easily get distracted from time to time. There's shiny new things in our periphery. Enjoy. I'm really pleased to be here with you all today. Um, probably the greatest privilege about what I get to do is uh, build awesome relationships with people like Mateel, um, oftentimes over a decade, sometimes from the seed round to an IPO and beyond. Um, but the relationships come in all different shapes and sizes, and um, I've been working with Mateel for a little over a year now, and um, it's just an honor, and, and I'm so excited to get to hear from her today. So uh, I'm, I'm Brian, I'm at Sequoia, I've been at Sequoia for about 10 years. I focus on software and consumer companies, and uh, I'm gonna let Mateel give you a one-liner uh, on Front. She's the, she's the CEO and founder of Front. I'm thrilled to be chatting with you, Brian. Um, so Front is reinventing email for the way team works. So what we're doing is we're adding collaboration, workflows, accountability, transparency in your inbox so that every knowledge worker in the world who's using email is more efficient. Awesome. Um, and so I wanted to share just briefly a couple of the things that um, got us so excited about Front and had us competing really hard in that round that was just discussed in the, in the intro. Um, one of the great things about Front and Mathilde and her co-founder Laurent is that they are, they are immigrants, and we've had great success backing immigrants over time. So you might have noticed that Mathilde is French, and um, you know when I really want to upset her, I try to use my fifth grade level French to communicate about uh, board topics. Um, but that was one of the things that we love. We find that people who are who bootstrap themselves and taken the risk to move to a new country are oftentimes more well prepared uh, for a startup than than most others would be. Um, the other thing is that 
Uh, Mateel is this incredibly unique leader who has the ability to lead people and create a culture that is both high performance and high humility. And if you're a leader out there, you know, it's just, it almost feels like those two things might be in op opposition, but when you're truly evolved as a leader, you, you find the ability to do both. And over time, we've found um, leading companies in this way is, is the most successful way um, to nail it in Silicon Valley. And then third, I think getting to the topic of this, of this chat uh, is discipline. And one of the things that Mathiel has talked about and been interviewed about is uh, the merit of discipline over vision. So I was hoping that we could start off uh, with some of your thoughts on, on discipline. Sure. Um, so I guess obviously uh, the goal is not to say that the vision doesn't matter. Um, I think having an ambitious vision is super important to um, attract people and then to give people a sense of purpose. Um, but I think it's clearly not enough. And if you're not disciplined enough, then you have no consistency. And if you have no consistency, then you can succeed. Um, so I can tell you more about what I mean by discipline. I think there are like three main ways I am disciplined. The first one is uh, I'm very consistent in the communication that I do about my priorities and the metrics of the business. So, for example, every Monday morning at 10 a.m., Brian receives an email with my priorities for the week, and all my direct reports do as well. Um, or another example is we do a company-wide uh, all-hands every Monday morning at 9 a.m., always the same format. We review all the metrics uh, that are important to the business. So I think that's this consistent communication um, is one part. The second part is, I'm very careful about how I spend my time. Um, so at the beginning of the week, I know exactly what I want to do. And then my EA will always track what I'm doing every single week. And at the end of the week, she will send me an email with, here is how much time you've spent on, let's say, executive hiring, product and strategy, uh, sales calls. And I have a goal for every week. And so I can make sure that I'm uh, following closely what I've said I would do. And the, the last thing is um, no distraction. So I have no notification on anything on my computer and my phone. Um, and one thing that I've started doing a few months ago is uh, spending half a day a week. So every Thursday afternoon, I'm going back home. And I have just a notebook, no computer, no phone. And the only thing I'm thinking about is um, am I making progress on the top priorities of the business? And am I not seeing an opportunity that I should be seeing right now or a risk that I'm not seeing? And I think um, no distraction has been one of the best way to be efficient and is a part of this discipline. Hmm. So for those of us that aren't as disciplined, yeah. Um, were you just born this way, or did your discipline evolve from somewhere? Can you help some of us understand how we might want to, how we could get started on the road to discipline? Yeah, so I knew you would ask me this question. <laughs> so I called my dad this weekend, and I was like, was I disciplined when I was a kid? And he laughed. So I don't think I was at all. Um, I think it took me some discipline to be disciplined. Um, I don't know, I think it was not required before, so I didn't do it, and then I understood how much of a requirement it was if you wanted to build a successful company. Hmm. And I find that discipline is, is contagious. In addition to the email that I get from you every week um, on, that you send out to your team on what your priorities are, 
we talk every single week, and without fail, there's an email the day before about what Mateel would like to talk about, uh, which puts the onus on me to prepare myself, but I have actually started doing the same thing with others. Have you found that your discipline approach is contagious you know, throughout front? Yeah, for sure, and most of my direct reports do the same thing of sending an email at the beginning of the week with their priorities, and I, I try to force them to take half a day a week outside of the office in a coffee or at their place. Um, I'm so convinced that it's the right thing to do when you can easily be overwhelmed with the amount of work and the conflicting priorities that I try to force them. Mm. And uh, interestingly, the, one of the examples of discipline that you gave is actually transparency. So being very transparent with everyone, how you're spending your time. Uh, would you care to expand a bit on transparency in, the, in, in terms of your style as a leader and the culture up front? Yeah. So, a few things. First, uh, the first job that I took after uh, college was in a company that was not transparent at all, and I wasn't happy, so I think that's the first time I realized, I didn't know if transparency would lead to more happiness and efficiency, but I knew that no transparency would mean not happy, which I didn't want to experience. Um, so, I guess there are, um, I was thinking about that, and I think there are two parts of my personality. Like One is I care a lot about human beings, and two is I care a lot about winning. And so I think transparency is this unique thing that can help you achieve both. So there are two merits of transparency. One is efficiency. If people know what uh, the priorities are, what's the context behind what they're doing, then um, well, you don't need to do as many meetings, and I think it's, um, it makes them more effective, but also transparency builds trust. So at front, most people know everything about um, the business, and I feel like that's why people, like, that's one of the reasons why they're happy to come to work every day. So, I mean, I can talk more about what it means for us to be transparent as a company if you want to, but you tell me and I will be disciplined. I mean, I think, would the audience like to hear more about transparency? I, I would love to hear more about it because Great. I think the default that most people approach their work, maybe their lives in general, is to not be transparent with others. And I think oftentimes, even in personal relationships, we put up this wall and maybe we're not as open as we, as we could be. And I, I find the same thing, that if you actually start by default being open with people or trusting people as opposed to start by default being closed and not trusting, life can just be a lot more efficient. So I would love to yeah. hear a, a bit more about how that um, plays out in a company. Sure. So I think, uh, I mean, same thing. There are a few categories of things we're transparent about. So one, we're super transparent with our customers. So our roadmap is public. You can go on frontapp.com slash roadmap, and you'll see everything that we've built building, everything we're currently building, and everything we're thinking about building. Um, two, um, on this transparency with customers, every time we have the slightest issue, with email, it's always a big deal, and so we always communicate and explain exactly what happened. So one is transparency with, um, with customers, two is transparency with the team. So every single week, we review all the metrics of the business. Um, every single month, we send a report with like everything you want to know about France. Um, Everyone knows what's our runway, uh, how much we burn every month, what's our churn, what's our revenue growth. Everyone has access, thanks to Front, to all the customer feedback, good and bad. And so I think people always know what they should be working on because they can know what's great, they can know what's uh, less great. One of the things that we do is whenever someone joins Front, they have to go through a radical candor training 
um, at the end of this training, they need to be radically candid with someone in you know, a, a good way and maybe some constructive feedback. And then that's a muscle that they build, and then they're more uh, able to, uh, to be transparent in their personal life and, in, uh, and at work. Um, so there are a million other things that we're doing, but by default, we try to share mm -hmm. as much as possible with our employees, with our investors, um, and with our customers. And, and you're hiring quickly. So yeah. how do you, do you just find all these people out there who are somehow amazing at their jobs and they're also super high humility and they come in and they're default transparent, default discipline, or is there an onboarding secret or two that you've figured out as you've been scaling fronts? So I, I guess everyone is scared about transparency. It's the thing where like, it seems obvious that you should be transparent, and then when you're actually doing it, it's uh, insanely hard. And I can tell you that anytime I need to send an email to our customers saying we've had an outage, my first instinct is let's not do it. Um, but you should force yourself to do it. And so to answer your question, whenever people join the team, there are a few things that we do. So for example, our calendars are shared. You can see anything I'm doing anytime. Um, one of the things that uh, a few employees do is they share their inbox with their peers, their manager. And on all these things, I can tell you that the first reaction of everyone is like, no way, are you crazy? And then I'll tell them, first of all, you don't have to do it, but try it, and you'll see if uh, you see value. And so I guess, yes, I try to find people that are inclined to like transparency and can deal with a lot of information, uh, but it's also something that I need to uh, train them on because it's never easy. And I, and, I, and I think I know that you give them a certain manual or a piece of reading when they come into the company. Yeah, so we will. So we're actually p publishing a book. So the, the story of this book is um, there are a few metrics about fronts that uh, are unique. We have an internal NPS of 97, or we have a lot of um, good reviews on Glassdoor. And a lot of time, people come to me and ask me, how do you do it? And the truth is, it's my first company, so it's very hard for me to know uh, what we're doing uh, right and wrong. Um, so we've reflected on everything we do at France, and we've written a book, and uh, we're publishing it, I think, today or tomorrow. To remember. And what we do is we explain exactly what our culture is. We have some values, um, but it's easy to have values. It's harder to know how you will leave these values and what you do exactly in order to be a transparent company, a high standard company, a low ego company, a collaborative company. And so in this book, we describe exactly what it means for us and what are the concrete ways you can see we leave our values. Hmm. I actually got to see a draft. Uh, um, I'm not sure. Too. Your team's so transparent that they figured they would just share the draft with me. Great, uh, I'm glad they did. FYI. And uh, I would encourage everyone um, to read this. It's, it's something that I wish that I had even just like very early on in my career because um, it, it really does help connect these principles um, in a way that I think can make companies perform a lot better, which is awesome. Um, how about we shift gears a little bit and talk about your vision for Front? Um, and so maybe expand a little bit more on what Front does today. And one of the things that got us so excited about the company, in addition to the team, is the ability to impact you know hundreds of millions or you know even a billion knowledge workers over time um, with what Front is capable of. Sure. 
Um, I mean, so just so you know, um, before I, I go into what the vision is, like the reason I started this company, as naive as it sounds, is because um, so when I was a kid, I was raised in France, and most of the people in my family didn't like their job. And I was a super happy kid, and I didn't want to grow up and not enjoy what I would be doing every single day. So I wanted to create a company where I would be happy to come to work every day, and hopefully other people would be happy to come to work every day. Um, but I didn't know what I would work on. Um, and then the first job I took after college was a software company. And what I liked about software is, is the fact that you could build something that would impact how people work. And so you can have an influence uh, on their happiness at work. Uh, I, was I, I was using email to get work done, and I felt like email was the thing that every single knowledge worker in the world is using, and is also the only software that has not evolved in the past 15 years. Um, so because part of me is very competitive and that seemed to be a super ambitious thing to do, uh, I decided to uh, start a company in that space. Um, and I think today um, what drives me with, and the reason why we're excited about working on an email product for teams um, is because, first of all, when you think about where people spend their days, most of them sp spend their days in their inbox. And so if you can create an experience that's different and better because it's collaborative, it's real time, it's integrated with the tool that you use so you don't have to switch tabs. Um, then I feel like I have an impact on how people work because they spend many hours in our product. And the second thing is, no matter what you do, uh, usually you will use email to get work done. And so if you have a product that enables you to achieve more in less time, which is the promise of front, then the impact of your work is better. And so then not only I have an impact on how people work because they use the product, but also because what they build will actually be built in a faster way and more efficient way. And hopefully the world will be a better place. Awesome. Um, one of the things that, that we look for that is incredibly important to us is authenticity. That the idea for a company comes from a place that's very real in the founder's heart. And so when you hear Mathilde talk about her journey from even being a kid and wondering why people were unhappy at work to creating a piece of software that should benefit everybody at work over time, um, I think it gives you a little bit of insight into both what we look for and, and what really kind of captured our imaginations uh, when we first met. Um, so. As we, as we start to wrap up here, uh, is there anything else you'd like to leave the audience with? Um, any other learnings uh, over the past few years starting front? So many learnings. Um, I don't know, I can tell you what I'm looking for when I'm uh, hiring money from a VC. Maybe they will be interested. Do it. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, so I think the thing that uh, I was looking for when I raised money was uh, someone that would care because I want to make sure that no matter what happens, we have a good relationship, uh, but also someone that challenges me. So same thing, like if I want to win, I know that I've never done it before, and so I know that there is so much I don't know, and I know that um, other people have seen much more than I, I've seen. So I think Brian was this combination of someone that cares and someone that challenges me. Um, and I think it's in, in every person that we hire at front, like we try to uh, find these very empathetic people and thoughtful and caring, and at the same time, very focused on performance. Hmm. Well, th thank you for that description. Um, well, this has been an awesome chat, and um, 
hopefully you all got a little bit of an insight into what it's like to work with someone like Mathiel. And um, if you're like me, I think that her, her leadership style and her authenticity is truly inspiring. And you can see why so many people want to join her company and why I think they'll have such an enormous impact on the world. And uh, so hopefully it was helpful to everyone and wishing you all the greatest of success in, in building your companies as well. And in the topic of transparency, I also like one thing. So we're transparent with you know our customers and our employees, but I feel like I've learned most by having people like you sharing with the world what they've learned. And so I also try to share as much as I can about our journey. And it comes from you know sharing all our decks when we raise money, to sharing this book about how we build our culture, to sharing all our numbers, to next week I'm publishing a uh, post about how we run all ends, because I feel like that's uh, how I can give back all the things that have been given to me. So you can just read Thank them. you for oh, going bye. above and beyond the huge task of just founding and leading a company and taking it upon yourself to help everybody's companies get better and for everyone to become stronger as a leader. It's and thanks for your time pleasure. today. Thanks for your time as well. Thank you for tuning in. To keep up to date with all things Startup Grind, visit us at startupgrind.com or join us at an event in a city near you. Until next time, chase the vision and keep hustling.